Genre. back to The Doctor's Companion, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Nick Jimenez. And I'm Scott Corelli. And today on the show, we'll be discussing Orphan 55, um, mm-hmm. which is... Episode know. three of series 12? Yeah. yeah. Are we really in series 12? Yeah. I keep thinking it's 11. You came to this realization last week also. <laughs> oh, well, I mean. <laughs> you're, you're like freaked out about it being series 12 last week. I don't too. know what time is anymore, okay? Yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> who does? Uh, Orphan 55, written by Ed Heim, who previously wrote It Takes You Away last season. Mm-hmm. Um and he is the writer of this one. It is directed by Lee Haven Jones, who directed Spyfall Part 2 last week. Um, so he he directed these uh, back-to-back, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, so Orphan 55, that is, the, that, is the, uh, that is all the background that I have for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know what you guys thought. So, like, I... Okay, so there's this thing that a certain... Uh, 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 political contingent. Uh, there's a there's a phrase that they like to use a lot. Um, uh, when it comes to uh, things that have a, a an outlook that they do not agree with, mm-hmm. and they will call it preachy. Got it. And they'll be like, "Well, this was preachy. I don't like being preached at when I watch things." You know, they'll yeah. like watch the Last Jedi and be like, "I don't like being preached at." Yeah, I don't like you know, and and we watch it, and you're like, "What are you talking about? This is just like any other Star Wars." Um, I like, and it's it's typically their guilty conscience <laughs> is yeah. usually why they're calling something preachy. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though: this episode was preachy. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it was so preachy, <laughs> and um, like to a distracting degree, where it was like, "Are you even trying to like write a real episode, or are you just like, no, I just want to get to the part where Jody Whittaker gets to monologue about climate change for like." Two, two full minutes, minutes. Two, yeah yeah two yeah. full minutes um yeah this was this was not this was rough i thought this was pretty rough which sucks because i think jodie whittaker was like at her best in this episode like yeah. mm-hmm. she was killing it mm-hmm. like i was watching this and i was like that is the doctor yeah. that is this is awesome yeah um, if i had but a box then, of crayons and a can of spam i can make you from scratch and i get out of my yeah. way <laughs> yeah i love that <laughs> Oh man, I love that. And the 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 scene of uh of of Ryan like getting infected by the virus and her getting oh. it out of him. So good. Classic. Like mm-hmm. classic doctor stuff. But the rest of this episode was bad. It was shoddy. Yeah. It and, looked cheap too. And if I may play devil's advocate or planet's advocate for a second, <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually enjoyed the message at this episode the most. Because I think a lot of this episode was kind of 
I don't know, just sort of middle of the road and uh, especially the middle kind of almost fell apart where I'm like, what are we doing? Like, why are we watching this? And then when it became, I don't know if we want to do spoilers, but yeah, the, yeah, what planet 54 is this horrible, 55, ra- 55 is this horribly ravaged planet, this nuclear wasteland where we're like, it's earth. <laughs> no, it's earth. <laughs> but then the doctor gives this like stirring, genuinely well-performed monologue, I think about like how we are just a bunch of individual decisions and that is what's going to save us is in each of us individually making the choice to do better and be better and not give up and not give into hopelessness i thought that was like a really great thing to be on a tv show right now in 2020 as australia is on fire and yeah and you know i would have preferred it if the episode you know was a little uh subtle <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if the subtlety was my. I, I I think if the episode itself had been more unexpected and thrilling and not as like paint by numbers, mm. that message would have been like a little more. Because I was like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just so maybe I'm just so in that zone right now that I was like, yeah, go, yeah, the the, the doctor's right. But mm-hmm. um, you know, the episode leading there was like so. At the if to jump back at the beginning. I really liked the beginning at the moments with uh, with them sweeping up the squid, and uh, yeah, <laughs> that was fun. The doctor still in a grumpy mood from Spyfall. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I actually thought that was really interesting about how they don't trust the doctor right now. Mm. They kind of um, like when they land in the in the resort planet, they all immediately just like disperse, and the doctor's like, "Oh, uh, okay, I'll I'll be by myself." I don't know. For me, I was like, "That's it's about time." <laughs> uh, because I, I love I love the doctor doing her own thing. Cass, what did you think of the episode? Um, I'm really glad that you said it was preachy because I was worried about saying that it was preachy, but it. When I think Kill it required moon... a pre- I think it requires a preface as to yeah. be like, no, we actually mean this is preachy, not that it's something that we remotely disagree with. <laughs> sure, it's it's just that it's preachy yeah. as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. When Kill the Moon has more subtlety, uh-huh. um, yeah, remember when the moon had an abortion? Um, <laughs> but <God>. like, <laughs> I don't know. It's the moon's right to choose, Clara. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you to say? I really liked parts of this, and I really liked Jodie Whittaker's performance, but I feel like it was juggling way too much, and I feel like the editing was weird. The editing was so weird. Okay, yeah. What the hell was that scene in the van where the old man was like... There was so so much happened off camera. Yeah. Characters were killed off camera. Characters were mortally wounded off camera. Yeah. And it was like, mm-hmm. what happened? I fell off the thing. Or like, what happened? I shot him. He wanted to die. Because what what was any of that? I don't know. Yeah. It, I thought it was ramping up to the reveal that the virus thing was turning them into those things. Yes. Yeah. That's the, what I thought was going oh. to be the reveal. And that when he was saying like, will you marry me? Also, will someone shoot me? I thought it was because he was turning into one of those things. Yeah. 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 But then they never we don't know. Was we he, don't know that. Was he like, like, I have no what, idea what happened. Were the Gregs or whatever? The dregs like the Gregs, the Gregs, <laughs> the Gregs. Were they like holding him at knife point? You know, like I don't know. We never just cut to the exterior. So I was like, is he a head on a stick? Like, are they controlling him? And then he he we never see him again after his last scene in the episode, who we haven't named yet. Was him picking up the hat. Was him picking up the hat? Yeah. And I was like, 
what? Like what is? And that, that stuff. That, was, that stuff was really annoying too, because it's 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 my least favorite thing about Russell T Davies as a writer mm-hmm. is that he would introduce these characters and be like, "Oh, look, he wants to propose to his girlfriend. Isn't that sweet? Oh, and now he's dead. Man, what a shame!" Yeah. And like Russell T Davies would do that stuff all the time, and that's easy heartstring pulling. Yeah, I think it's cheap and For easy. Sure. And this he, episode was loaded with cheap and he easy had an, moves. He had an oxygen tank. Yeah. Ugh. God. That became plot, though. They brought that back. We're like, no, he's alive because he has an oxygen tank. And I was like, right. oh, cool. That's, yeah, that's 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 good. I like that. But then we never saw him again. Him? Yeah. Like, what? I don't, I don't. I don't know. And why are they tearing people apart? Like, for what reason? Like, what? Like just because they're monsters? Like, yeah, like why were they breaking into the Paradise Hotel? Yeah, there's no other layer to this other than they're just monsters. I don't know. I don't know. It was it it was like I that like this was this was not good. Tranquility uh, spa. Yeah, saying. it was a tranquility spa. I I just I don't know. I every and, and not for nothing, but the budget of this was like cheap. It's like they spent their entire budget on the location and then mm. like everything else was just like well, it's either CG or it's a blank hallway or a blank room <laughs> or the inside of a truck or the inside of a truck. Yeah. Or, it's, or a cave. Yeah. It's very, it was just, I, this episode was not good. Benny. I don't think. That was his name. Benny. 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 <laughs> yeah. And then that woman was just like, like, why would you write her like that? Where they all keep trying to get her to shut up and she just refuses Benny! to, sh- like, they're literally coming to kill you lady. Like, Kill all of these people. Like you're gonna yeah. kill, get all of these people killed because you can't shut your mouth. Also, and and, and they just nope. it just yeah. kept going. It yeah. just kept going. It was like she did it like six times, and they'd be like, "Please <laughs> stop yelling Benny's name." Like I thought, I thought this, I thought as far as like supporting casts go in a Doctor Who story, I thought all of the pieces were there. You know, yeah. you had the little nice old lady who just lost her husband. Mm-hmm. You had the, the two green haired people like the son who was smarter than the dad, but the dad was insecure about it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the the rebel Ryan's girlfriend, love interest, who you find out has like a familial connection with the villain of the episode. All the pieces were there. And yeah. I was so like jazzed when they were coming together. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. I like all this. But then it just kind of none of it coalesced into anything. Yeah, The doctor was just yelling at uh uh, what was her name? Kane. Uh, Kane. Yeah. 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 It was just like, what are you doing, Kane? What are you doing this? And like, but they were still going in the same direction. And the doctor would be like, oh, I see you're doing this. I don't know. Like it, it just, um, mm-hmm. it, yeah, just not very. It felt like a, like a shoddy episode of Classic Who, honestly. <laughs> it felt like something from like Sixth Doctor era specifically. Oh, I can like really like a tranquility yeah. spa, and then like military people are also there, mm-hmm. and you're like, why are these violent people at yeah. a tranquility spa? There's only two guards in the whole spa. Yeah, and, and the you doctor's just imagine... like, the doctor's separated for like quarter of the episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just I don't know. It, it's it's this was this was a rough one for me. Um, so individual things that I liked. Mm. I liked uh, I liked Graham's moment where he's like, I'm going to sit over there for three hours and then I'm going to sit somewhere else and then I'm going to go get cocktails. Uh-huh. <laughs> Classic Graham. Yeah, Graham was good in this. Mm-hmm. He just wanted a vacation. Yeah. I mean, here's another thing that annoys me about, about this era of Doctor Who. Um, the thing that made Russell T. Davies' era work is that he knew you can't make sense of the... 
uh, of the 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 uh, uh, coincidental serendipitous nature of everywhere the doctor goes, something's going wrong. Yeah, and that like the doctor has to fix it. And so the way that he explained that was just like, oh yeah, like the like it's the the TARDIS just takes them places. And then they yeah. they show up or they like decide they're going to go to a place. So the doctor specifically takes them to a time period where something is going wrong and the doctor needs to fix it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Moffat added to this or, or Neil Gaiman, I guess, added to this with the doctor's wife where he's like, you never take me where I want to go. And he's like, but I always take you where you need to go. Need to go. Yeah. Yeah. Which is perfect. And that's the only explanation you ever need. But then. For some reason, Chibnall was like, but wouldn't it be neat if there was like if like the companions were to blame for why they're going to a place? And it's like Graham gets the coupon and he's like, Let's oh, use oh, I grab the- my son. I found I found all the coupons I did, but put them in a little coupon. Yeah, but the- <laughs> no, that's at the teleporter. <laughs> but it's like it's like, okay, but now the the level of serendipity that has to be part of this is like so insane. That it's like I, I I lose all faith in in like the writing of this because it's like mm-hmm. I don't need a reason for them to go to a place. It the TARDIS just takes them to a place. The TARDIS knows where the problems are and takes them there to fix it. Mm-hmm. I if if the TARDIS isn't involved in that decision making, like it, it, it's too much of a coincidence. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I always see. The way I always view Doctor Who is that there are tons of quiet adventures that we don't see. Yeah. That like, oh, there are times when they'll go to a planet and just kind of like, yeah, it's all right in it. And then just kind of leave. Oh. But we're only seeing the exciting ones. Okay. It's kind of been in my, that's like my subconscious. What do you, what, what, what I do you think that's, I, I think that's more apparent in this um, era of the show because I think in Spyfall she like mentioned that one planet where they had like a motorcycle race or something. a motorcycle adventure guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I think that's more in line with what he's going for. I think I do preferred, I definitely preferred Doctor's Wife. The TARDIS is always sending him where he needs to go. I love that. Right, right. Mm -hmm. It's just, uh, for whatever reason, that's not on my list of of stuff that's that's bugging me this season. Yeah, I don't know. It it just, it bugs me because I don't, I guess I don't like it when writers try take over a show and then try to reinvent the wheel for no reason. Mm-hmm. Where you're just like, it wasn't broken. Like, why are you trying to fix something that's not broken? Yeah. Um, I don't know. So it just it do you feel me. like he's like like trying to one up everything? Yeah. That. <sighs> See, yeah. I don't know because like when I think of when I not 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 to look to the past, mm-hmm. but Moffat had a habit of one upping himself. But there yeah. was always like a showmanship to it mm-hmm. of like, oh, you're never going to believe what I've got in store for you now. It's the most important thing in the world. And she read it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. man, it's probably not, but okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, like there's an inertness to this era of the show so far. Mm-hmm. There's like a lack of like, hell yeah, mm-hmm. we're making Doctor Who. Mm-hmm nowhere I'd rather be, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's not to say about like the cast and the crew. I'm sure they're all working really hard and doing the best that they can. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love these performers and I, I, I love the 13th doctor, but yeah, there's just been kind of like a, like a, why, why, why is this an episode? Yeah. Cause like to, you know, the, 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 the malarkey about doctor who used to not be political, like watch any Russell T Davies episode, 
But watch any classic Who episode. Watch any classic Who yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But what I loved about Russell T. Davies was he always found like a divot mm-hmm. of whether it was consumerism or privacy mm-hmm. or military occupation or colonialism. It was always kind of just this side of like I don't know. It was it was it was if it was interesting mm-hmm. and the message felt earned at the end. Mm-hmm. Where it's like oh, it was about that. Mm-hmm. But this kind of felt like they wanted to do an episode about climate change or climate disaster, mm-hmm. and they didn't really care how they got there. Yeah. Well, and it's just like, ultimately, what are they saying about climate change? The climate change is going to cause the Earth to become a uninhabitable, mutant-infested hellhole? Like, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't get what they're. I, I think, think what they're. No, please. Go ahead. Uh, I think the key part of this for me was when she was explaining that, like, the elite left and then just left everybody. So I was like, oh, definitely. capitalism is the big bad this season. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Like, Where it's like, like, yeah, please. Oh, like, whereas, like, toxic masculinity and, like, racism and stuff was the big bad last season or, like, the thematic one. Uh huh. Um, I think Tim like, Shaw was the big bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, like, consumer capital, like, I don't know. With the, exception of, with the exception of the Amazon episode last season. Yeah, that's true. I, but there, I were, really, there were like terrorists in that one. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. But the terrorists ended up being the guy, the anti-capitalist ended up being the villain in Kerblam. Right. Yeah. So I think they like shift it this yeah. season. I think, the, I think the point of this episode was mm-hmm. that individual people, it ultimately the power rests in the one. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, things seem hopeless Mm -hmm. yes disaster is we're always on the brink of disaster right now in 2019 2020 more than ever but it's the individual choices that we make to keep going to fight to persevere whether it was lane and the other girl that had a crush on ryan choosing each other choosing to hold fast and 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 uh and be with each other and making the decision to keep going and keep fighting is what's going to save the planet Mm-hmm. That's what's going to save us from extinction. It's all of us individually going. You know what? We can do this. Mm-hmm. We can keep fighting. It's not over yet. But I, I, I love that message. But but I would rather not be told that message verbatim in a speech by the doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I would yeah. rather I would rather experience that message yes. through a story. Feel it. Feel it. Rather yeah. than the doctor just being like, and now the adventure is over. I'm going to talk to you, the audience, mm-hmm. about what you can do about yeah. climate change. You see, Ryan was, Graham it felt and like, yes. It felt like a, like, a, like a global warming feast for Steven. Like, it wasn't good. Oh, my God. I don't know. It just, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think I would like it better if I actually felt optimistic about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't feel like... Her, the way she delivered her monologue was really good, but I didn't even like the monologue. No, yeah. I didn't either. It was it, well, it, it kind of it's a little weird even saying this, but it felt just kind of like vintage thirteen, mm. of like, <laughs> no, don't. It's we'll be all right, you know. And I'm like, yeah, mm. rock on. <laughs> I don't know, and I don't know if it's just because like we as a generation are so aware of like this problem and feel. At least I do. Like, I have, like, climate anxiety all the freaking time. Sure. And, like, so this was more stressful than I wanted it to be Uh (laughs) watching this. And then I didn't leave with a sense of, like, oh, yeah, I can make a difference. It's just like, well. (laughs) (laughs) I think it has everything to do with the story. 
I think if yeah. the story isn't there, if you're not feeling the groove and going on a journey with these characters, then you're not going to feel the catharsis mm -hmm. or the empowerment at the end that the episode clearly wants us to have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because the episode going there was so, again, shoddy and kind of like awkwardly edited and like, why are we here? Mm -hmm. What is this about? Mm -hmm. You know, it was, it was uh, yeah. And so kind of very much like Kill the Moon. No, I don't even want to. I don't even know if I can compare this to Kill the Moon because I, I couldn't <laughs> tell you what Kill the Moon was about. I can very clearly tell you what this is about. I just. The moon was an egg, remember? The moon was an egg. And yeah. it was going to hatch. Yeah. And, so and the then it was going to destroy the planet. Yeah. <laughs> And if it did, or that was the theory, and so uh, it was, the, and so and so Clara had to True. make the decision, yeah, whether or not to abort the baby that's in the moon egg. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget any of that. Yeah, I guess that's what the episode was <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah. That's well, the well, whole. That well, was the whole episode. I, I guess about in that, like, what are we? What are you trying to say right now? Right. Like, what? 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 What are we supposed to glean from this? This, like, we're supposed to glean from this, like, we we can't give up. The fight's not over. We can still save this planet. Uh, but kill the moon, I don't know. Oh, but I, I do want to ask you guys something. Mm. I, want, I want to present something. I was on my phone a little bit ago, and I was reading this article on Screen Rant. And this episode very subtly sort of rewrites the rules of time travel on the show. Oh, with the uh, just one. This is just one possible universe. Yeah, one, one possible reality. future. Yeah, because, cause I, you know, I guess the weird thing is that it doesn't, it doesn't, entirely go against what was established as earth's future in the russell t davies era mm -hmm. and new Mafia new era. new earth yeah, yeah. New, new earth and because and he messed with that all the time like even in that eccleston season yeah end of the world right all of that stuff it doesn't go against that okay i don't think yeah um so the idea of it being a possible future does seem suspect to me because there are still humans yeah we, there were humans in this episode yeah they were visiting orphan 54 55 55 <laughs> i just i just because car 54 where are you That's yeah the only reason <laughs> um yeah i don't know also like just in general the makeup was pretty weak in this oh like, you didn't like hyphen with a three no puppy lady no barf <laughs> she barf yeah she barf yeah what yeah from space balls <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I was not a fan of that. I thought that looked like something out of out of uh Six Doctor era makeup. Cats the musical. Um sure, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I didn't like um green haired father and son. Uh that was like that was pretty weak. Um I don't know, just in general I just don't think that this episode coalesced into anything but a preachy monologue. Do you think that um, the ensemble collective, I don't know, like guests or whatever, um, would have had more impact if we only have one companion. Probably. Well, cause, okay. So, so I think, I think that all the extra companions, all it does is, is needlessly complicate the plot because you can't just do one thing. It has to be three things or four things because mm -hmm. each companion needs something to do. So you've got you've got Graham dealing with the melty virus, and then you've got you've got uh, uh, Ryan doing stuff with with uh, what's her name, Freedom Fighter lady. Bella? Yeah, I don't know any of their names. Um, they're all <laughs> dead anyway. Uh, and or or uh, 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 
you've got um, so Graham was with Graham was with the father and son most right, of the time. Right. Yaz was with Benny and Vilma, the right, wife, right. the whole time. Right. And Ryan had the Hopper virus. Right. It was just like, like when they were trying to solve the problem, they all had separate jobs to do. And none of it really coalesced into anything. And they just had separate jobs to do because there's so many damn characters yeah. that they need something to do. And it's like, if you're struggling this much writing this many characters, I don't care how full you want the TARDIS to be. I don't care what your favorite era of the show was, Chibnall, and what you're paying <laughs> homage to. Like, having that many people in the TARDIS is always a mistake. Always. It's too many people. It's just too many. Even when it well, yeah, because it was what Tegan Nissa. Yeah, and... there's always there's always one or two companions or the Doctor yeah. who gets short shift mm-hmm. every yeah. single time. Just keep Yaz. Yep, just keep <laughs> Yaz. Ryan and Graham need to go. They need to go. As much as I love them, yeah, like I don't know because they... Yaz didn't do anything. She like made an old lady friend and then the old lady friend died. Well, and there's she interrupted. A, she, she interrupted a wedding proposal. Is what she did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's well, and the thing about like Graham and Ryan is like they're they're just wandering around because they've done their arc. Yeah, <laughs> their entire arc was last season. They did not need to come back. Yaz didn't have an arc last season. She didn't get to do anything. Right. And so like this season should be all about Yaz, but they're still giving Ryan and Graham stuff to do because they're there. Yeah. And as much as I like those characters, as fun mm-hmm. as I think they are. They're pointless to the show right now. Yeah, like Ryan just kind of had a girlfriend this episode. Yeah. And then at the end he was like. Just, yeah, just because. I don't yeah. know. No. Oh, my God. When Graham's like, it's okay. My son's, they're all right. I'm like, oh, Graham, no, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're not. Everyone's dead. didn't even keep the facade for like a few <laughs> Also, like, that's, it's, it's just antithetical to everything Doctor Who is, which is like ending an episode with everybody dead and the Doctor being like, well, we could change it maybe. If we try real hard, the four of us. That like, feels very like Fifth Doctor to me for some reason. Yeah. Like late Fifth Doctor. Yeah. I just don't. Because like her message is so worthless. And the reason why I bring up Feast for Steven is because she's talking to the audience. She's not talking to them because if she's talking to them, nothing about what she's saying makes sense. Where it's like, oh, only people can make a difference. There's a chance that if people yeah. listen, we can make a change. And it's like, there's only three uh, three human beings on this TARDIS. Yeah. Like, they cannot single-handedly make a change. Yeah. Do you do you know what Feast of, Feast of Steven is, Nick? I do not. Okay. Feast of Steven was the first Christmas special. Yeah. Go ahead, Cass. The the doctor legitimately like breaks the fourth wall and at the ends an episode by saying, um, and a Merry Christmas to all of you at home. Like, because it aired on Christmas. Oh, like cats. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Judy Dench looks Cats are not dogs. Yeah. (laughs) Cats are not dogs. Yeah. paid $20 to see this. Yeah, like if the doctor, what would have been Doctor Who, and this is just me spitballing, is if she had like delivered that message to like everyone at the hotel or like Earth, you know, or like galvanizing, because the Doctor Who's at its best is when the doctor, through their words, through her spirit and through her actions, inspires other people in the episode to be like, you know what? No, I'm going to change right now. Yeah, and it's... It's not Doctor Who to ha- to end an episode with everybody dead. No. 
Like the end of the episode should be like they found a solution and because of the doctor, they found a solution and they're going to be able to like survive elsewhere. Or maybe they let orphan 55 go, but that doesn't mean it's the end of the human race. Like they're they're it, It's that spark of hope at the end of the episode. Yeah. yeah. That is what makes doctor who doctor who. Yeah. And without that, it just feels like a cynical episode of yeah. Star Trek yeah, or something. Like, what I did, don't know. Like what how what did the doctor change about this nothing environment? Nothing. Yeah. She was like nothing. She got her companions out alive. That's all she did. Yeah, survival. Yeah. That was the big Well, yeah. I'm I don't know. I'm 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 being facetious, but like the green haired people got out okay, so that's fine. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I guess so. But they're not human, so I, I Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just it's frustrating. It it really does feel like the doctor is suddenly like <laughs> I don't know, working on like uh uh what's that what's the rule in the federation where like they can't get involved? Oh, they can't. Um, primary directive. Primary yes. directive. Yeah. It, it's like she's suddenly suffering from the primary directive all of a sudden. And it's like <laughs> I like what what are you doing? Like I don't know. It it this episode really annoyed me um, because it just doesn't feel like Doctor Who. It feels antith- antithetical to Doctor Who, in, in mm. for, as at least as how I view it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, was- I watch I watch this show to um, feel optimistic about my human nature, I guess. Yes. And I didn't come away from this episode feeling like that, even though her monologue is like, "Yeah, we can do it," and I'm like, "Can yeah. we?" Yeah, but if they were, uh, <laughs> yeah, but if yeah. were, it's easy to write that. Right. Yeah. Right. Those are just words. If the story, if you don't, if you don't feel that way through the story, like we've had with so many episodes of Doctor Who, where, you you know, whether it's Vincent and the doctor telling you that an individual life has meaning, even if that Mm -hmm. life is full of misery and pain. Yeah. uh, Or others. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, that's a big reason why I watch the show and why I think it's informed a lot of my personal philosophy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. outlook on life. You know? It's like I, I, I think about like, like if I were to compare this episode to something that is doing something similar, right? It's a little preachy. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be like The Beast Below. Sure, yeah. And, and The Beast Below ends with the doctor like giving a monologue that is extremely preachy about animal cruelty and right. like you monster humans like you assholes look what you're doing um and but then ends with the humans making the right choice and then flourishing because yeah. they made the right choice realizing right. there was this new way of doing things that didn't involve cruelty yeah. or the subjugation of another being yes but still but still ensured their salvation right Mm-hmm. We don't have that's to, Doctor Who. We don't have to torture the star well. We can be its friend. Yeah, that's Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, right. That's Doctor Who. This isn't Doctor Who. Yeah, this is everything goes wrong and it ends with well, it doesn't have to go wrong if we do the right thing now, guys. <laughs> and it's like that's not Doctor Who. Yeah, it's like yeah, it just ends with like or we can become the the dregs. Yeah, and 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 not for nothing, but. Plenty of speeches like the doctor's speech have been made publicly and no one's listening. So, yeah. Like, I, I understand why they would want to do this and I understand, like, and I applaud them for doing this, but I think that, uh, I don't know, if it's gonna, hard. Because, gonna, like, yeah. like, subtlety isn't going to work clearly. Right. Um, but you, ha- uh, you but have to find a balance. Unsubtlety isn't working too. either. 
Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, I don't know. We need to. It's. It, I, I think they needed to tweak their messaging. Mm. Um, Vote for a Green New Deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, this was, this was a rough one. Um, I was. It's two episodes in a row with like destroyed, like nuclear, nuclear planets though. Like. Yeah. Was there, was there, was there a nuke planet in. Uh... Gallifrey. Oh, right. Yeah. Did he nuke Gallifrey? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I missed that part. The master was like, I destroyed Gallifrey. I'm like, oh, okay. Because of the well. timeless child. Yeah. yeah. Because of whatever that is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's what's her name? I hope the timeless child is, uh, who's the global warming Oh, girl? Greta Thunberg. Yeah, Greta Thunberg. <laughs> She'd be the a timeless great, child. She'd be a great companion. <laughs> uh, the, the I hope years. next week's good. I do too. Oh yeah, Nikola Tesla's box of tricks. Or Although it looks, it looks, it does not look as good as I was hoping it would be. It looks um like Daleks take Manhattan. Yeah, which I'm like ah. Uh, yeah. I hope the trailer was just bad. Yeah, that happens a lot though, where the trailer just looks bad, and then the episode is actually pretty good because for some reason they are just hell bent on these 15 second trailers, um, that don't tell you anything yeah. about what the story is about. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember uh, next time trailers and the Russell T Davies and Moffat era. Man, they knew how to cut a re- next time trailer. I have yet yeah. to see a next time trailer in the Chibnall era that gets me excited for the next episode. <laughs> oh, remember the promo for dinosaurs on a spaceship? Yeah, where Matt Smith was like, "There's dinosaurs on a spaceship." Like, Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I it, well, and I just think about like. Um, uh, uh, like for some reason, like Chibnall's next time trailers remind me of like Mad Men's next time trailers, mm. which were just like a bunch of like what, what happened of, in there? A bunch of out of context lines of dialogue. Yeah, yeah. where you're like that. I have no idea what the next episode is yeah. about. Why did you even make that trailer? <laughs> you and I need to sit down and have a talk. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Everything Close, all right? <laughs> Close the door. Have a seat. Everything all right, Don? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I love ice cream. <laughs> That's what the money's for. <laughs> Mad Men. Mad Men. Only on AMC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, if I could end this podcast with a preachy monologue. Uh, <laughs> Please do. Uh, if, you're feeling, if, you, if, you're, if you're like a lot of us and you're feeling some climate anxiety and some hopelessness, uh, I do believe, as uh, as, bland, as bland as this episode was, I do think that uh, the individual just doing a, just doing a little something can make you feel a lot better. Mm. So uh, I know we have a lot of listeners and, and even fellow podcast guests in Australia that are suffering and are going through a lot. And you know, uh, hopelessness it, it it kills the most vulnerable of us first because yeah. uh, there are people who are on the fringes of what's happening right now, and it's going to come for all of us sooner or later. But uh, chances are, if you're listening to this, uh, you're in a developed nation with a uh, house and running water. And so if you if you have disposable income, maybe just, uh, you know, just see what you can do for Australia fire relief and mm-hmm. the firefighters and the, the animal relief. And uh, it's what the doctor would want. The doctor would vote yeah, and vote. And <laughs> most importantly, vote for the politicians that are going to aggressively combat this climate crisis with the seriousness that it deserves mm-hmm. and uh if you have an elected official that doesn't take this seriously or god forbid thinks it's not true vote them out 
Just make them watch this episode. Make them watch this episode. I'm sure it'll work. <laughs> I'm, sure it'll I'm sure it'll go over very well. I think they'll learn the errors of their ways and uh, definitely change course immediately. I, I was wrong. I don't want to be a Greg. <laughs> what were they called? Jody R- Whitaker is right. Jody is right. <laughs> My name isn't Greg. <laughs> Dregs. Dregs. Name. Like the dregs of humanity. God, I didn't even put that together. God. That is the most like six doctor (laughs) BS I've ever heard. You're welcome. This is, this is, this was seriously the most six doctory episode I think I've yet to see in New Who. At least 13 wasn't a jerk. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. She's just bullying Graham on top of everything. Yeah. Like, no. You, oh, <laughs> I hate it. Bastard. It would have been it would have been amazing <laughs> if he was just like <laughs> he like said something and she was like, Okay, boomer. <laughs> boomer. <laughs> I do like how she was a little more saucier this episode. Yeah, like I said, she, she was, was she was killing it in yeah. this episode. I just wish the yeah, episode yeah. was better. Yeah. Because like one of her best performances that she's had on this show so far is in one of my least favorite episodes. And yeah. that, that bums me out a earn, little. Earn your doctor show. God. Mm-hmm. Man, somebody write her well and also write the episode well simultaneously. <laughs> you could do both of those things at once, man. Yeah, like I'm, awesome. I'm worried that I'm worried that she's never going to get a doctor's wife or a heaven sent. Like a classic. Yeah. yeah. Like a stone cold classic. Yeah. yeah, she hasn't had one yet and I'm I'm getting scared. I will say this, I really 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 hope that Chibnall does not stick around through her regeneration. Yeah. Like I hope that he leaves the show either with her or before her. Or be- her, before her. Yeah. Yeah. Because um this is rough and the ratings aren't particularly good. They moved the show to Sundays. Uh, which isn't mm. doing particularly well for them, my understanding. Um, you know, the ratings are going down, and and I think it has everything to do with him writing a show that people don't particularly yeah. care for. And nothing to do with the show's politics. No, nothing. Nothing. Because they haven't changed. They, they Yeah, they haven't. Right. They've been the same. It's the way that he's writing the politics into the show that isn't yeah. working. And I'm worried that everyone will be like, well, see... Like the first female doctor didn't perform, mm-hmm. so we're gonna go back to. Well, I fully, I fully expect the next doctor to be like uh, uh, a, Asian, Asian British, a, or... Asian British or black or something like that. Probably yeah. male. Well, that would be good too. Pro- probably male. I, I would guess probably male, but probably not white. Which I think that's a good way to mix things up. I think. Yeah. Um. So we'll. Well, we'll if see what the happens. master is any indication, because last time the master was a woman, that's and true. now the doctor's a woman, so yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. That's very true. That being said, the guy, the, that guy whose name I already forgot, mm-hmm. um, the master. Yeah, the Sasha. Oh yeah, Sasha. De, Sasha Dewan. Yes, Dewan is his last name. I think yes. that's right. Um. So, I I don't think I mentioned this last week, but I. Having seen him in a great number of other things, I think casting him as the master is a mistake because mm. I think he would have been an incredible 14th doctor. Oh, wow. Mm. I think a much better doctor than a master. But I wonder if he auditioned. Maybe he did. And he was like, I want to go with Jody, but uh, I'm going to keep you in my pocket. Yeah, maybe. Imagine Jody Whitaker as the master. Oh, man. Oh my god! Can we do? Oh my god! Can we just get an episode where the Doctor and Master switch bodies? Switch some sort of yes. Freaky Friday. Yeah, 
<laughs> oh man, that would be amazing. Be so how how in the history of this show has that never happened before? Where they switch bodies? I I don't know. Right? It's right there. Man, well, it really is. I guess I'm writing that spec script. There you go. <laughs> Edit out. <laughs> anyway. Uh, All right. I think that uh, I think that about does it here. Uh, next week mm-hmm. we've got um, we've got that uh, that one Tesla's yeah. box of wonders. No, it's his uh, new uh, Night of Terror or something like that, Nikola right? Night of Terror. Yeah. yeah, Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Um, <laughs> cannot cannot wait for Graham to meet Nikola Tesla. Should be interesting. Yeah. 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 It doesn't look like uh, the doctor is uh, particularly uh, taken with him mm-hmm. based on the trailer. She seems to be um, unimpressed by Nikola Tesla. There's aliens. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. We'll see how it goes next week. Um, oh, 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 before uh, uh, the Facebook group was on fire this week. Yeah. And our listeners were like enlightening us and yeah. teaching us about the episode and yeah. kind of filling holes that we thought were in the story. Yeah. Uh, and adding context. So I just want to shout out to y'all. for Yeah, that was good. Yeah. We yeah, also got an email yeah. from a listener who vehemently disagreed with us about our uh, our take on uh, on uh, Spy. A lot Spy of people Fall. really like Spyfall. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think Pe- we were in the minority and we, and we can admit that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it is what it is. I wish we liked it. Yeah. Look, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes I, I in general, I, I have issues with espionage. <laughs> yeah, I have personal issues with espionage. <laughs> I'm not particularly interested in yeah. it, and I still will say that I don't think that plot came together. But mm-hmm. that's just me. I really like the motorcycle stuff and the tuxedo stuff, and I like Graham doing his laser tap dance, mm-hmm. his laser shoe tap dance. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just thought the tone was a little all over the place, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, it is what it is. But uh, thank you for writing in. Um, regardless, yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, join the Facebook group and uh, join in the discussion there. Uh, good work, everyone. We'll be back next week with uh, Nikola Tesla and is, his uh, not, <laughs> box of tricks. It is, it is, it is <laughs> Night of Terrors? Night of Terrors. His box of terrors. Night Terrors. Um, oh, God. Not that box of terrors, Doctor. Uh, freaky box of terrors. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. 